0: From Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for the Gospel Mailbox with Donnie Bryson. If you would like to contact the ministry, you may call Donnie at 423-355-3859. Write Donnie at P.O. Box 2446, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37409. Or email him at this email address, preacher at gospelmailbox.org. And now for today's lesson, here's Donnie Bryson.
1: Welcome to another edition of the International Sunday School Lesson. Today's lesson is entitled, God Picked You. And it's taken from the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. It's for November the 6th, 2022, fall quarter, lesson number 10. Now a little background information. Today's lesson is is taken from the book of Ephesians. Now, Ephesians was written from Rome about A.D. 64, and it's the first in the prison epistles, and it was sent by Tychicus, who currently was with the Colossians and Philemon. Now, one of the big themes in today's lesson is election and predestination. And I want to give you a um, a summary of how I approach the subject of election and predestination. Now, there are two extremes when people begin to talk about predestination and election and free will. There are two extremes, and I find both of those extremes very troubling. One extreme is, is that there is only predestination and only fore, foreknowledge and that our free will, we actually don't have a free will. And they are some folks that believe that you will be saved pretty much well regardless of any choices you make. And regardless what anyone does around you, if you're predestined to be saved, you're going to be saved. And they are some groups that even discourage evangelism because their belief is that if you're not predestined to be saved, you will never be saved. And that is, as I said, on the very far extreme in that way. And it's dangerous. It is very dangerous for people to teach that and believe that. Now, there's another group who are on the opposite extreme, who believe that God blanks out of his mind who's going to be saved, and uh, no decision God makes, uh, we can just easily overturn, and all of this other kind of stuff. That God experiences time the same way we experience time, And that uh, there's no foreknowledge. There's no uh, pre-planning. God just experiences time and goes, oh, well, gee, that happened. Um, And that's the other extreme, which is wrong. And I, in the Bible, however, deals with things in a middle-of-the-road type of, of, of approach to this subject. Uh, The verses today talk about the plan of God and the pre-planning of God and the predestination that God has in things for certain events. And that's what these verses today talk about. There's also other verses in the Bible that are just as true that are dealing with time as we experience it. And we experience time progressively. And if you think of about uh, Brother Hezekiah, King Hezekiah, uh, the prophet came to him and says, put your house in order, you're going to die. And Hezekiah went off and prayed, and it changed. See, I believe I believe God has a plan for the universe, he has a plan for our lives. But I also believe that our free will, our choices matter. Both of those are true. God predestines all of us to be saved. His will is for all of us to be saved. That is in his divine will. He set things in motion for all of us to have a way to heaven. And our acceptance is also important in that event. It's important for us to understand that God has a plan and he has done everything made everything possible for us but our choices matter. The choices of the people who went and testified to us matter. So God's free God's predestination, God's plan for our life and the plan for our world and the plan for the ages is important. And our free will, our response to that plan is also important. And it's important for us to constantly be thankful and give praise and honor to God for his work and for us to fully realize that all we did was accept that grace. It was God who put everything in motion. It was God who uh, hung on the cross of Calvary, who shed his blood, who died on that cross, and who went into that grave and was resurrected on the third day. Ephesians 1, 1 and 2, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now one of the things I want us to stop and ponder about is this idea of saints. Now the common common idea in our time and has been for some time is to focus in on this word saints for what people do but now that's not really as i read the bible and as a lot of other uh, bible readers read the bible that's not really the emphasis of saints in the bible is not what the person does but the fact that they are sanctified set aside by god for his pleasure, and for his work. So it's God who is setting aside the saints. And it's not really that the saints are doing things that make them great and phenomenal and uh, above everybody else. It's the fact that they are set aside For a particular use, and that's what makes someone a saint. And I'll tell you something else too. Paul was telling the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12 and 13, for in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, we are all made to drink. Of one spirit. So we're all put into that group of saints, and it's by the act of God. Ephesians 1 and 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. I'll tell you a little bit of a funny story. When praise music first started coming into popularity, I worked with a gentleman who was a uh, very good Christian guy. He was a tenor in a gospel quartet, and he saw one of the, songs that was on my praise album and it was a different style of music than what he really liked and and thought was actually gospel music and the title of the song was something to the effect of bless the lord uh bless the lord and he looked at me he said that's the most silliest thing i've ever heard in my life uh you don't bless the lord the lord blesses you and (laughs) I had to uh, figure out how to gently point him to the verses in the Bible that uh, has us blessing the Lord. But it's important for us to understand that when we bless the Lord, it's on a completely different level than what it means when the Lord blesses us. See, when we say, Blessed be God, bless the Lord, oh my soul, when we say those things, it is from our heart expressing gratitude and well wishing on the Lord God Almighty. It is only us. Wishing and willing and saying we want the Lord to be happy. Okay? But we don't really have the ability to bless Him like He does to bless us. See, when Paul's talking about. Who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Blessed us in Christ. He has given us the Holy Ghost. He has forgiven us of our sins. He has hung on a cross and shed his blood for our redemption. We are heading to heaven when we are struggling, he is there to help us. Okay? So, his blessing us is empowered blessing. Our blessing him is only well wishing but we should be blessing the lord at every opportunity ephesians 1 4 and 5 even as he has even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him in love he predestined us for adoption Himself as sons through Christ, through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of His will. Now, again, let me restate something that this is the predestination of His plan, not our individual reaction. To that plan. Let me read what Brother Dake says about this section of scripture, and I'm reading this word for word from his Bible reference. This is what God chose before the overthrow of Lucifer's world, that all of the new race of Adam who accepted Jesus Christ should be holy and without blame before him in love. It is this plan that is chosen for all believers, not the individual conformity of any one person to that plan. The final choice is left up to the individual, not God. All are called and chosen to become holy before God in love if they want to accept this plan and choice of God. But only those who meet the condition will be so blessed. This is the true meaning of election and predestination wherever found in Scripture. In other words, the plan is predestined and foreknown, not the individual conformity to the plan. Now, I agree with Brother Dake, and the reason why I do believe I agree with Brother Dake is that the other sections of scriptures agree with Brother Dake. Like I had mentioned about Hezekiah. Ah, Hezekiah, he, uh, he went and prayed, and God heard his prayer, and things changed. Our decisions matter. Do not get into this fatalistic idea that no matter what you do, if you are predestined for hell, you're going to bust hell wide open. And if you're predestined for heaven, you're going to go to heaven no matter what you do. It is not your choices that are predestined. It is the plan that was predestined. Ephesians 1, 6 and 7. To the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. It is that blood, thought, salvation. Salvation was not free to the Lord Jesus Christ. He had to hang on that cross. He had to come to this world. He had to suffer the indignations that happened to him when he came to this world, and he had to pay the price for our salvation. Now, we're not working for salvation. All we are doing is choosing to accept that salvation and accept the will of God in our lives. Paul was talking to the people of Colossians 1 and 13. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. It is our willingness to accept and that it is God that does all the real work. Ephesians 1, 8 through 10 Paul was also talking to the people of of the the Galatians. Galatians 4 and 4. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law. And see, that's this great mystery that was becoming, it became revealed that for generations had been hidden and people did not fully understand all the significance of everything. See, that's why Christ, when he went to go preach to the captives, that's what he was doing. He was explaining to them, uh, some of the facts that they did not fully understand when they were on the earth back during the, um, right after the fall from Eden, uh, right after uh, the flood, uh, some of the people during the early years of the law, and he was explaining to them how this all was going. It all came to pass, and because it was a mystery, it was hidden all that time. Okay. Now, I want to point out in all wisdom and insight. Now, this word insight in the King James is called prudence, but the original Greek is phronesis, and it's practical wisdom. It's only used one other place in the Greek New Testament, and that is in Luke 1.17. And it's important for us to understand the significance of practical wisdom. See, it's, it's not enough to have theoretical knowledge of this stuff. Practical wisdom is the stuff that makes you do the right thing. Ephesians 1, 11, and 12. In him we have obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will so that we we who were the first in hope in Christ might be the praise of his glory and we see here how that paul is declaring the full counsel of God, just like he had told them uh, back in Acts 20 and 27, when he was talking to the elders of Ephesus, where he said, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, in him you also when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him were sealed with a promised Holy spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Now want to real quickly point out that this, uh, guarantee okay this in the original greek was our hobin, which is basically like earnest money and it's god's earnest money the holy spirit is god's earnest money uh, to us about our salvation that his intent is for us to go ahead and to stay true and make it through Uh, to heaven. Now, that does not mean, again, that our free will can't override that. But from God's standpoint, that is the earnest money that we're going to be in heaven. Now, some concluding thoughts on this. First off, God has a plan his plan has been in, in all the way from the very beginning of time he had a plan, and nothing took him by the surprise. The other thing that I want us all to really appreciate is the fact that we're in God's plan. His plan is for us to be saved. And the other thing, the third thing that I want us to fully understand is that our choices, matter. Our choices matter. You make the wrong choice, you're going to suffer the consequences. But it's not God's fault because God wants you to be saved. He had a plan for you to be saved, and you were in that plan. All it takes is for you to select and to choose him. Well friends, Good Lord willing, I'll be back with you next weekend.
0: You have been listening to The Gospel Mailbox with Donnie Bryson. If you would like to contact the ministry, you may call Donnie at 423-355-3859. Write Donnie at P.O. Box 2446, Chattanooga, Tennessee 37409. Or email him at this email address, preacher at thegospelmailbox.org.